Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers, and we're glad you're with us today. We have been doing a series on Parenting Beyond the Rules, and I'm going to continue with that. We're going to talk about when the dream gets blurry. If you've listened to the two previous episodes, this is the third part in the series, then you will know we have talked about why Parenting Beyond the Rules was written and how your children are a masterpiece, how we have to have a vision for our family, and how our children can grow and stretch us and change us, but that it is possible to build and create rich relationships with your children. And I'll tell you right now, friends, I see and hear so much that is happening to families. Grandparents being told they can't see their grandkids because they're toxic or because the parents don't like their style. And if this is you and if you are that parent, I'm going to invite you right now to think through that a little more. I'm seeing grandparents having to raise their grandchildren. Parents are struggling. They don't know what to do. It's like they're looking for a guidebook. How do I do this? How do I parent my teenager? How do I teach my toddler? How do I homeschool? How do I discipline? How do I keep their heart? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode of Equipped to Be. Because we all start off with a vision, that masterpiece, that picture that you had painted in your mind when you first brought that newborn into the world, or you adopted, or you had a foster baby. You had these visions of bike rides and ice cream cone, you know, going to get ice cream. You envisioned reading together, and they would all be just snuggled up next to you and listening and asking you to read again. Maybe, perhaps, you thought of these really cool art projects you would do together, or camping trips, or beach trips, or hiking. You just, you could see it. Oh, you could see it. And you so badly wanted someone to give you the map give you the guide, the three-step formula, the five easy tips, or the 10 tips that you want to avoid at all costs before ruining your child. Well, when I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules, those were what was in my mind. Because after working with parents and listening to teens and college kids for over 20 years, and after raising my own five children that are now all adults, several are married, we have grandchildren, I knew that the Lord wanted me to write this book. I had kept journal upon journal for all those years. I would listen to stories and I would make notes in my journal. Not the names and specifics of a person that if somebody picked up my journal, they'd be able to say, oh, that was so-and-so. No, but the stories. And the more I read through those journals and thought through how I can equip parents that are in the midst of raising children from little babies 
till they turn the tassel and even, even adult children. How could I help you? And that's what prompted me, was the Lord saying, you need to do that. But more than that, it was my daughter. I start the book off about the story of my daughter. and I have been on the road speaking a lot. You know, if you are in a church or you're part of a school system or education of some sort or a ministry and parents or teens and children, and you need a speaker, let us know. We'll be happy to talk to you about me coming to speak at your assembly or gathering. But I will never forget that day I was standing in the parking lot of a Panera And I was getting ready to start a new business. My daughter was there and a couple of other young up-and-coming graphic designers and web designers, and I was very excited. And my daughter stopped me, and she said this, and it really changed the trajectory of what I did, because I really thought after my children were grown, I would do something different. But it was that moment, that day when she reminded me of what I had done before I had children, the career I had had, the people I had influenced, the people that I had gotten to know and visited in their homes. I never knew she was actually listening when I talked to her about my days before having children or the career that I had built and the relationships that I had forged. But she had, and that day she reminded me. And then she reminded me, of what I was doing now, that the children are growing, the writing, the speaking, the radio, the television, how I was equipping families, you, to live their season with confidence and joy. And she looked me squarely in the eye, and she said, Mom, look what you did. Look what you and Daddy did. Look at us kids. Look at our relationships. Mom, look how close we are. Mom, I know you've done a lot of really cool things, but this is what you need to do. Do you know, it was that conversation in a July summer in Florida, in front of a Panera parking lot, that I knew Equipped to Be needed to start, and I knew what is now called Parenting Beyond the Rules would have to begin. But it was one conversation by my daughter, and I thought, as she was saying, uh, tears welled up in my eyes. And I thought about what she had said, and I realized something at that moment. I'd always wanted to be the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, that amazing super mom that can do it all, have it all, be it all, and never be tired or whine or complain or demanding. You know, she was always so kind and soft-spoken in our mind. This is what we think. She did it all. But something happened. I realized this. Proverbs 31 woman is the story of a life lived, not a 24-7 day. So for all of you that are listening, that are bearing the weight, you're feeling weary and run down and maybe not so confident and joyful. You're searching the internet daily for quick tips and easy hacks to get through the struggles that face you right now. A quick internet search doesn't do it. They do help in the immediate, give you an idea or suggestions. But that picture that you planted, that picture that you envisioned when your child was young, and perhaps as they've gotten older, it's gotten a little more difficult. Or maybe they're not listening like they used to. They're not 
helping around the family as much as they did. Maybe they're just straight up ignoring you or resisting or rebelling. God's not done with the story. Sometimes the picture can get blurry. What you thought you would have isn't panning out so perfectly, or maybe not at all. Or you know friends. Maybe it's not you, but you've got a friend and you're thinking, oh, I hope that never happens to me. I'm listening to Equip to Be because she's going to tell me how to keep that from happening. I remember speaking at a conference a bit ago, not too long ago, a few weeks ago, and I'll never forget something that happened in that audience. You could have heard a mic drop, a pen drop. It was a mic drop moment for sure. It was a reality that raising a family, raising children, building rich relationships is hard. It's real hard, but it's not impossible. You can't leave it up to chance and nor do you want to say it is what it is because it's not what it is. Maybe the situation that you find yourself in right now with a particular child or a couple of children, acknowledging that this is the way it is currently doesn't mean this is the way it's going to be forever. Write that down. I hear people say all the time, hey, it is what it is. Um, It only is what it is at this moment but that doesn't mean that that's going to define that relationship for the future. That's not going to define that child from now until you go home or they go home. The picture can get blurry. You start to question everything because you knew if there was something else you could do, you would have found it online or in another parenting book, but you haven't found it and you don't know what to do. I want to give you some tips. You're raising people. You're raising humans who have a soul, who have a mind, a will, and emotions. They will not always be in sync with what you're trying to teach them. And you're going to encounter conflict somewhere along the line. In some season or several seasons, there will be conflict, not because you or your children are bad, but because they're human and they're trying to grow up and there's all these voices clamoring for their attention and they're not sure who to listen to. Kids are listening to someone. Is it you? Oh, let it be you. When you don't know what to do, ask the Lord to show you, show you what you need to do, where you can change, how you can do the parenting job better. You just have to believe this. There is no such thing as perfect parents, but you can be the perfect parent for your child. There's a subtle difference in how we use the word perfect. And when you talk to your children, I didn't always do the perfect thing, the right thing, the best thing, the wisest thing. So when we talk about the picture getting blurry, sometimes We just need to adjust the lens. Sometimes we need to manage our expectations of what our children can or should be doing. Sometimes we need to see through the lens of their eyes. Think of a camera or your smartphone. Sometimes things get a little bit blurry and it takes a minute for it to focus on what is most important, what the subject of that photo is really going to be about. Your kids are just little people. 
no matter of your parenting situation, whatever it is, those days, the hard days, they don't last forever, but they may last for a week or months, maybe a year. But you all have to understand, your child is a masterpiece in the making. As your child grows and changes, you have to adjust. And I'm often asked by parents, well, what does that mean then? If we set these curfew limits, if we establish these rules or we set these limits and boundaries, and then I have to change them, my child's not going to know what to expect. It's okay if you're unpredictable and sometimes. Being unpredictable just means you're willing to adapt and change. It doesn't mean that you're not reliable. It doesn't mean your kids can't depend on you or expect something from you. You change it up a little bit. But as your teens, as your child grows and changes, as your child enters a college life, an adult life, they're changing. They're running to something. They're running to opportunity or ideals or a vision or an adventure and maybe a risk. And maybe it doesn't turn out perfectly. But as they grow and change, we adjust ever so slightly. See, most of us have a story. We have a story of our own childhood, one that's met with maybe betrayal, abandonment, loss, abuse, misunderstanding. Maybe you had a parent that always had to be right, which meant you were never right. Maybe you had a parent who didn't have time to listen to you talk endlessly as you process the world around you because you're an external processor. Or, or maybe you were the child that was always in trouble because your parents would ask you how you're doing and you'd give a one-word answer, fine, because it wasn't actually safe to tell them how you're doing. So you have a story from your childhood. Some people, they can't wait to share their story. I mean, they've got good stories to share. They want to continue the pattern of their family legacy, but there's others of you. You want to break that cycle. You want to change it. You can do that without severing relationships. Hear me. You can do that without severing relationships. I didn't want to repeat my childhood. The only thing I wanted to do was change every aspect about it. That's not uncommon. There will always be elements of good and bad that we take into adult life. Some will be harder than others. Your story is different from others, but that's okay. That's part of who you are. That's part of your story. It's part of how God is writing the story and how you're able to look back, hopefully now, and see how different you are or how those challenging seasons made you better, not bitter. See, my family didn't communicate very well. When arguing broke out, it was not pretty. It was everything I didn't want to emulate. But I'll tell you, boy, if you've been around equipped to be for long, you'll know I sure love my mom. My dad was not in the picture early on in my life. But I knew there were elements that I wanted to change, that my mom did the best that she could. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're doing the best you can. And maybe your child doesn't understand because they're children. Or maybe you're trying to work through some childhood issues that have kept you from being the best parent you could be. So instead of fault finding with how your parents didn't do it perfectly, ask the Lord to change you. 
Ask him to write a new story, one that's full of defining moments that create memories that your kids will share one day when they're old and they don't have to be around your table anymore. God is at work. When you don't know any different, it's hard to do things differently. But as you have learned here at Equip to Be, I challenge you to do things differently. I want you to have the confidence and joy to do the hard things God calls you to do. Don't look around. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare your child that gives you the most struggles. Don't compare that child to the child online who seems to be perfect, winning all the awards, constantly praising their parents online so everyone will go, aww. No, don't do that. I want you to remember something. If just our beginning of this series has made you think a little, maybe a lot, maybe it's challenged you, I want you to realize whether it's you or a child or several of your children, it's never too late to make adjustments. It's always too soon to quit. Don't quit trying to reach the heart of your child. God's not finished. It's okay to change your parenting style. Your parenting style is somewhat who you are and your temperament. It's somewhat what you've read over the years, and it's a lot how your parents parented you. When I talk about parenting styles, I mentioned five in the book. There's actually more But for the purposes of our book uh, and this time together, I I talk about the authoritative parent, and that's been typically identified as, as really the most effective, helpful to a child, because that parent is flexible and fair, and they're trying to listen and communicate well. They try to uh, not overreact uh, too quickly or rush to judgment. It's typical that An authoritative parent tends to be more just and predictable. This is what we do. This is how we do it. They're full of grace and understanding, and they try to extend forgiveness and kindness and unconditional love. And you know, it's interesting if that is your style of parenting. Children tend to respect and honor that because they will listen to you because of what you say, not because of the fear of getting in trouble if they don't. Authoritative parents, they teach their kids that they can accomplish what they are willing to work hard at and put their mind to. The second is the permissive parent. You know, that's the parent that's easygoing. They just, sometimes the kids will call them pushovers. Ah, my mom and dad will let me do anything. Permissive parents generally issue like fewer rules. They give more leeway. They want peace and harmony. They really don't want conflict. They try to steer clear of that. You know, a permissive parent believes that they'll figure it out. My kids will figure it out. Sometimes, though, a lack of parental instruction, parental stability, reliability, teaching and training can actually cause kids to feel less loved because sometimes we can be too disengaged. And the third is the helicopter parent. The parenting style of a helicopter parent is is kind of a blend between authoritative and permissive. They believe that that we need to have some boundaries and rules to kind of keep things from becoming chaotic, but they do try to work on giving more freedoms. Fear and anxiety, well, those often define the parents. They do want their kids to text them when they get someplace and check in quite frequently. A helicopter parent is very well-intentioned and they deeply love their children. 
it's not safe out there for our kids. And we do need to be asking them to check in, to text us, so we do know where they are. Because things can happen in a blink of an eye. But you want to communicate that with your kids, the why. Why do we need to do? Why do I need to check in with you? Why? Remember when your children were little and their favorite question was, why, 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 why? It was a broken record. And you would answer, you'd get to like the third or fourth, why, why, why? And then you've had enough because I said, or because that's enough. But children learn by repetition. They learn unconditional love. They learn trust, respect. They learn reliability. They learn care. So much is learned when we communicate why. Next would be the hovering parent. So the hovering parent is a little more intrusive than the helicopter parent. They literally hover at the first sign of trouble. They're in for the rescue. While I understand the need and the concern, there's a fine balance between always rescuing and not letting your children figure things out. There is a fine line and balance, and that's one that you need to ask the Lord to give you wisdom and discernment. It's important. Parents are speaking up and speaking out more because they fear for their children's safety. They fear for their children's mental health, well-being, social adjustment. So much has changed in such a little time, and parents are often wondering, what do I do? And the last would be the lawnmower parent. That's the parent that, well, they want to make sure that their precious child has full opportunity for everything because they paved the way for them. See, a lawnmower parent doesn't really trust authority. They doubt that anybody will have their child's best interest in mind. They're more likely to call the teachers or talk to the coach or argue on the teen's behalf while they are well-meaning. We have to be very careful because our children have to learn how to navigate situations. They need to learn getting somewhere takes hard work and effort and commitment. So every parenting style has its strengths and weaknesses. And sometimes the picture can get blurry because we just need to adjust. We need to adjust to the child that we have, not the child we're trying to make them into or the child we think they should be. Now, we want to be careful with that. If our children are lying to us, then lying is not okay. So it's not like we reason that. We are going to teach and train our children what is acceptable and not acceptable, what is right, what God has to say about things. We're going to teach our children to value others and to, to listen to what we have to say and to understand and really adopt our family values, the convictions that we hold that make us who we are as a family. But you can keep the heart of your child, even in this crazy world that we're in. And if things have gotten a little blurry, then you're able to adjust them. And you might be thinking, I can never fully know what is going on in the heart of my teen, my middle schooler, my toddler. And you're right. It's true. Only God knows what's in our heart, what's in our child's heart. So you've got to focus on the relationship with your child. Make sure you are paying attention and you are attentive, that you're a student of your child, that you understand how they think, feel, and process the world around them. 
So your kids need a strong foundation. They need principles. Those principles are the things that govern the decisions that you and your kids make. So as they're watching you live by a set of values and convictions and principles, then they start to live those because they see that model to them. So you're writing the story of your life. You're raising your children that God gave you. And as we get further into this parenting series that we're doing here, I want to encourage you to take stock, to ask yourself some questions. Do I need to manage my expectation? Is the vision blurry because I have the wrong expectations? Did things change and I didn't adjust? Do I need to adjust or change my parenting style to match my 15, 17-year-old? Because how you parented your children when they were five and seven is very different than 15 and 17. Ask yourself those questions. Ask the Lord, what do I need to change? When do I need to change? When do I need to hold firm? When do I need to press pause? When do I need to let that responsible child that I have, the one that I know is dependable and is a truth teller, and I can say, you know what? You can stay a little later. You can go do this. You can go do that because I know you and I trust you. No matter where you are in your parenting season, always remember your children are growing up because they have a calling on their life, a plan and a purpose. It's up to you to help them discover that. It's up to you to help teach and train them in the way they should go. We're so grateful that you tune in every week to Equip to Be. We've had a lot of new subscribers to the podcast. Our audience continues to grow and grow. And I have to say thank you. It's because of you. It's listeners like you that are telling your friends, that are telling your family members. I had somebody at a wedding that I went to in another part of the state that I live in who said, you don't even know this person, but he listens to your podcast every week. And I was humbled by that. His kids are grown, but he, he loves listening to the podcast because it gives him ideas of what's going on, what's going on in culture, what's happening in families, and how he can be part of the solution. And that's what we want to be. So you can subscribe to our podcast and our weekly newsletter by going to ConnieAlbers.com, or you can just email contact at ConnieAlbers.com. However you can reach us, you can go over to ConnieOpers.com. You'll find the show notes as well as all the other podcasts that we have. And we are so grateful that you join us every week and we will see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.